You're listening to Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Bug Hall. And I'm Newt Shaw. And this week you're listening to Hum's You'd Prefer an Astronaut, which is their April 11th, 1995 major label debut with RCA Records. And we're pairing that with only the finest, October 24th, 1997, <laughs> American dystopian science film written and directed by Andrew Nichol in his filmmaking debut from Columbia Pictures, Jersey Films, and Sony Pictures releasing Gattaca. It was his debut. I can say it again. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's all I took away from that. Yeah. Filmmaking <laughs> debut written and directed by Andrew Nichol. Damn. Gattaca. Okay. Gattaca. So yeah, so Home and Gattaca. The theme being astronauts. The theme being astronauts and um, like in a deeper way, like wanting to be an astronaut to like appease someone. <laughs> I yeah, think, you know, sure. you prefer an astronaut. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, I wanted to say something off the top from we forgot to review the stuff last time we did an episode. Oh. Do you want to do that or do you just want to skip? No, it? let's just skip it. Okay, cool. <laughs> if I was if I was pretty good and the movie was pretty good, yeah, it was okay. They're both pretty good. Cool. All right. Well, we did it anyway. <laughs> um, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't. You know, where is Tyler this week? Oh yeah, he's he's getting his passport renewed. Of course, is he? Yeah, I mean that's what he's doing right now at least. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Oh, and he's getting his um. He's getting his booster on Sunday. He told me. So. Okay, nice. So he's getting his. He's getting like. He's I'm getting sorry. ready for that. Also heard he was getting like a work visa. Mm-hmm. So you know, clearly he's going to work abroad. I don't know if he's like change his life or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, he might. He's like he's getting all his shots don't before he's he fleeing the country. <laughs> goes off to Fiji or something. Fiji. That sounds beautiful this time of year. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So welcome back to Wine and Cheese. It's been a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Um. Yeah, whatever. We just do this whenever we want now. Yeah, we don't have them, a schedule. Doing them a little sporadically, but yeah. fuck you, honestly. <laughs> fuck you for listening. Um, also, like, uh, our friends podcasts are also back. Yeah. Film Friends is back. It's podcasting time, baby. It's podcasting season. I think it's because of us. <laughs> you do? I do. I think I everybody's, like, you know, it was really like a day or so before we recorded our last episode, but we were announcing... We had announced that we were doing it. That's right. That Taylor and Jake dropped their new podcast. Correct. Quit your band they while you they still can. definitely bit our style. They definitely bit our style. And they're definitely way more popular than we yeah, are. Yeah, and they definitely put out more episodes this year than we have already. Ever. Um, but they're I, can't, I can't hate them. I can't hate on them for it. So, <laughs> uh, Jake and Taylor, if you're listening, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the coolest. I love this. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're... I don't. You don't want to say they're back because it's new, but they're back. And then I left Film rev- Friends is back, so congratulations to them too. I left them a review that said the boys are back in town. Mm. Um, so they're back. Yeah, <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Film Friends are back too. So listen, honestly, listen to both of those podcasts. Yeah, and continue listen. Don't stop listening to this one, but like when you're done, you can listen to those other ones. Yeah, it's a Spotify Wrapped season, and um, you know, while we know we only put out one episode this year. We are expect, we on Spotify? Yeah. Oh, cool. We expect to be on all your raps next yeah. year. Please, <laughs> please. Twenty twenty two Spotify wrapped wine Sp- and cheese. Spotify, if you're listening, please wrap us. <laughs> please, please, please put us on a wrap. Please, please wrap us. <laughs> please wrap me up like a little present with a bow. <laughs> uh, speaking of listening to stuff, what have you been listening to? <laughs> oh. Any good Spotify wrapped Ooh. data? 
Uh, people fucking love data. They got to get over people data. People love data. People love sharing data. Ugh. Um, I've been Selling listening data. to that new Avlov record a lot. It's called Buds. Have you listened to this? No. Have you listened you know, to that band before? I have listened to that band. Didn't know they were still active. Same. Um, and like I checked them out a few times, listened to that last one in particular here and there. But Is the album called In, Partic- in Particular Here and There But? Yeah, no, it's called Buds. Buds. Um, it's really fucking good. I can't stop listening to it. I listen to it multiple times a day. If you listen to it for more than four hours, please contact your doctor. <laughs> um, been listening to the split by these bands called Pharmacist and Fluids. The split is called Feeling Young. I will say, I made a note to uh, say this. Don't look up the album art. It will make you feel unwell. It's okay. a lot of well, you know exactly. Mike's gonna, gonna do it, down. and while he's doing that, um, I'll just wrap it up by saying I've been listening to the Webwing record a lot, Aww. and I really like it. Thanks, and dude. I'm also on the cover, so <laughs> that's true. Uh, so go buy it. Um, and uh, while Mike's still looking up that gross album art, um, oh, it's not that bad, dude. Hold on, which one are you looking at? Because I think each one. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Is that the one you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah, that's the one oh. I'm thinking of. It's you pretty like, gross. You don't like needles? No, I don't. Well, I mean, it's just gory and gross. And oh, um, I mean, I didn't know what to expect the way you pitched that. <laughs> it's not terrible. And then I've been listening to this newer, newish podcast a lot called First Seven Inch Club. Who um, they take like obscure hardcore seven inches, like the particularly like bands that have only done like a demo and a seven inch they'll take like their first seven inch and review it okay um from basically like the mid 90s through the early 2000s mm-hmm. and it's pretty interesting what have I'd, they done so far anything cool um dude it's like just like the most obscure random <laughs> band like dollar bin seven it, inch bands but is, is like, it as obscure as um turned out a punk guy gets Maybe um yeah, I he mean, goes in a different way, I guess, maybe, because I feel like with Turned Out a Punk, people have actually, like, listened to that obscure shit. Yeah. Okay, this, I would fair. guess, unless you lived in, like, upstate New York or <laughs> Connecticut or something in, in the early 2000s, you might not have heard of most of these bands. Okay. but And I haven't heard of most of them either, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun. The, the hosts are pretty funny and cool to listen to. So, Okay. What about you? Um, let me see. I've been listening to, oh, so a friend's band, uh, we're trying to play a show with them. They're called Last Full Measure. They put out a record called Another Empty Page and it's really good. Oh, I heard that. I like yeah. It. It's really good. Did you uh, take the photo? I did. The artwork? Yeah. I, I, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's not why I'm promoting it. It's just genuinely mm. very, very good. Um, again, hoping to play a show with them in the future. Um, are they from here then? Yeah. So he's a friend of my f- <laughs> friend of a friend from college and then we just kind of became buds. He's like from the Philadelphia area and it turns out he played in bands in high school with like other friends of mine and stuff. So it's like, you know, one of those things where the tribes kind of yeah. cross pollinate. Um, yeah. But yeah, Brendan rocks. He's a like mu- one degree of separation. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Oh, the, that band, the chisel put out a new record. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Uh, it was, I didn't love it. It was okay. All right. Sorry. Chisel. You're off. I have, <laughs> haven't been listening to it actually. I, I need to give it another shot. Cause I just think it'd cause. be cool. Is I think music to, like that to me is more of an EP thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Thing. It's it is how, tough for a full record. Yeah. It the, it sounds great. It's big it and, sounds great. and roomy and reverby, which I really like. Yeah, and it's a lot like... Um, it reminds me back of like that Flex era of 
hardcore and punk and stuff very funny because i was listening to the flex walking back from the train today uh i do love that that style yeah. like stompy hardcore like shit, uk yeah. style mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like chelsea boots shit yeah like with the it's got like the little bit of oi influence mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah like um cox bar influence or something. yeah yeah um speaking of reverb i listened to i never liked pink floyd much okay I liked one song so i checked out pretty much everything they have Wow, and they're <laughs> and they're cool, but they also suck. If Did you like sense. watch The Wizard of Oz and listen to Dark Side no, of the Moon too? I didn't. Fuck you. <laughs> no. I uh, everyone was saying I had to listen to Animals and watch them play at Pompeii. They play at like the ruins of Pompeii in like 1972 okay. in this giant coliseum kind of thing, and it was not, it wasn't good, that great. Yeah, but, but I do like their albums in like or their earlier albums where it's like slowly. <laughs> slowy clearly it like it kind of spawned slow core it's like slow okay. shit with like big like reverb and like nice melodies and little riffs but like yeah when they get too indulgent and everything's like a part six or like, a, like, like a musical opera shit i don't yeah i don't fuck with that. i went through like a period in high school where i really liked pink floyd so and i had the, like a baseball tee and like oh, i watched cool. like um what's the movie the wall and oh, I really yeah. thought I was on some like next level intellectual shit <laughs> just because I had seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like so weird. That's the era that I wouldn't have been caught dead listening to Pink Floyd because the kids that wore like the doors, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin shirts, I was like, I don't I'm no. I yeah. don't get you. Yeah, I hear you. Well, like in that time you're just like searching for identity and you're like, Classic Rock's kinda cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. The classic rock kids in my high school are just kind of like rude and dickheads. So yeah. I was like, I, I don't think, I don't like your attitude. So I don't think I'm going to like what you're wearing, what you're choosing yeah. to wear. Like the Beatles tee kids oh, and stuff kind of fall in that camp a little bit. I don't want to get particular, but they felt different. Beatles, th- Beatles are like, you get that shirt like Target or something. That's true. Well, at the time, I feel like all four of those bands were sold in like JCPenney. <laughs> yeah, more, more than likely. Um, and then we're, I feel like we're running along. I'll just do one more. The band Howdy. Have you ever heard of them? H O H O V V D Y? Howdy. I think I've They're like seen bands. their name typed out, but I don't know if I've listened to them. They have a new-ish record called True Love. Okay. And it kicks ass. It's really good. How How D? Yeah. <laughs> they put out a song. So um, I'm playing another band. I play in a band called Sun God, and we put out a song called Joy on an album on Ten One, and they put out an album with a song called Joy on Ten One. So ooh. You know, sound off in the comments. Who did Joy better for the ten one <laughs> release bands? Um, you know where my allegiance. I'm not. Lo- I'm not seeing Joy on here. It's on the album called True Love. Oh, that's the day that the album came out. Oh yeah, ten one, and there's a song called Joy. Yes, sir. Oh, is it the same track number? <laughs> uh, two. Oh no, theirs is like seven. Ooh. They buried their So sweet in a way ours. you played it first. That's if you're listening true. to both albums at the same time the day they dropped. I wonder when they recorded yours first. Because we recorded ours about a year before it came out. Oh dude, you're good. I think we're good. You got the rights to joy. <laughs> Alright, cool. Howdy you 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 done. You done goofed. <laughs> you done goofed. We backtraced it. You done goofed. <laughs> um all right. Should we should we Fuck, dive I, in we're gonna dive in i hate when people say that um all right is this band emo hum they're not an emo band not at all but that shouldn't stop you from listening to their entire discography <laughs> that's what uh <laughs> is this band emo says that's what it says cool yeah i like that um what's your history with this band <laughs> so i found out about hum 
uh, I don't know what year it was, but Finch played. We, I, I might have played oh. their their cover of Stars. They play it like on, on a late night show in like 2002, maybe. Oh, okay. And we we might have played it on the Finch episode way back when. But I heard that and I was like, "Damn, this is cool. This just sounds like Finch, kind of." And I was like, "I listened to like you'd prefer an astronaut, and it's sick." So I've been a fan since. Wow, cool. About 2002. That's a cool way to find them. Yeah. Through a cover. Like, for sure. You don't do that a whole lot these days, but It's, it's a cover cool. that worked, too, because it's like, you know... Did they... Pl- I don't even remember. Did they play it pretty true to... Almost exactly. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Cause I wouldn't, lead singer, but like... I wouldn't say they were similar bands at all. <laughs> God, they, it's kind of tough. That, so Finch covered like Deftones a lot, too. Like, I've oh, seen weird. them cover like Engine Number no. 9 and stuff live. And Interesting. Yeah, they, they are kind of that band, but their albums don't reflect that. Don't much. reflect that. Yeah. I also just don't remember anything about what they sound like. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, what's your what's your history with home? Sorry, as you take um, a sip. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I don't have a whole lot. Uh, I think I kind of got into them maybe like right when everybody else kind of did. Like, I feel like they kind of boomed like six or seven years ago maybe they became a cool like um not throwback but like cool retro kind of band. Yeah, yeah like them and like failure mm-hmm. and like like cool core bands those like space rock kind of bands <laughs> i guess whatever you want to call them space camp bands where they're like kind of uh shoegaze influence but kind of like alternative too yeah well so here's the thing is i feel like they influenced so many current bands like i don't want to say that like nothing and, i was like and like gleamer and a lot of those bands but they took that kind of like clear clean not clean but like heavy but also like heavy but you can tell everything that's going on on the record mm-hmm. um vocal style people have not ta- you know it's kind of like slackery a little bit there's like a low octave and a high octave it mm-hmm. sounds like they're not really trying too hard i don't think that influences things as much as like the music is like heavy but clean i don't know how no, to totally it. and like bands like quicksand and like handsome Quick kind of fall in that category too yes and yeah i don't know helmet super well but i feel like they may fall handsome for sure i can Helmet's a little bit more like riffy rocky yeah. stonery sometimes okay. but they definitely have a lot of melody too true um yeah i mean yeah i guess you know especially like third album helmet is kind of similar in a way okay um but yeah, I don't have a huge. What did I write? Uh, I mean, I had listened to this record a few times before this, and only a few times. I never really think to put it put them on. Like, yeah. I like it. It's one same that, with Inlet from like last year. The record they put oh, out last year, I like. I really like that good. quite a bit. That yeah. was good. That was like a longer like. It felt like they just recorded a like a long album with that one. This one felt yeah. like you know it was like their major record release. I'm sure they took their time, wrote a bunch of songs, picked which like carefully picked which ones would go on it. Mm-hmm. But for me, this is a song that like often if I hear one of them come on shuffle, I'll put the whole record. on. Really? Yeah. I haven't listened to the other. What do they have? Two more. They have two that, before that this, much. I think. Two before this, one or two after, and then Inlet from a year ago. Oh, okay, so they got so like, like maybe five or six. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um. Very good, like '90s swag. We were just watching oh, the video dude. of them, like playing on Conan or something. Yeah, Conan, and Here. they were like wearing above the knee shorts before it was cool. Yeah. Also, they were like maybe it was the video quality because it was like a VHS to YouTube rip, <laughs> yeah. but they sounded like blown out and loud as fuck. Totally, that was cool. That's what that's what I think a lot of people have taken from them is like loud yeah. hard rock, hard rock without being like probably. I don't even want to say that they're necessarily hardcore fans. Hardcore fans now like this band, but I think yeah. that they were just kind of like dudes who liked loud music. Yeah, I would say like, for instance, like not to, 
and I'm not trying to like rag on nothing because I think they were pretty good. But yeah, nothing sick. I don't think um, we're, we're, it's not what I, we're doing at all. I would say that like, I guess just because this music is cooler within like hardcore now, like nothing is kind of like this style of music played by hardcore dudes in a way. Yeah, but with but like hum, with more with more shoegaze influence. I would totally. say totally. And like hum is they were probably not connected to any sort of like punk scene at right. the time. I would agree. That I would know of at least. So it's interesting. Okay, so I did a little bit of research here, but they're from Champaign, Illinois, which is like an hour or two from Chicago. So mm-hmm. Cap'n Jazz had, was also around in 1995. So okay. funny to like put that in perspective of like alternative bands. And well, and how different their scenes were. Exactly. Yeah. Right, to be so close. And then I looked at other 95 records that came out. So... Um, Oasis put out What's a Story Morning Glory mm-hmm. Radiohead put out The Bends Smashing Pumpkins put out Melancholy and Infinite Sadness Which is like That's not so far from this No I mean it's A song like um, Zero It's like Riff wise Very similar to Totally this. Yeah But then you kind of have Like the other end Where it's like Alanis Morissette put out Jagged Little Pill Supergrass put out I Should Coco Alien Lanes by Gotta Buy Voices uh, Teenage Fan Club put out Grand Prix and then No Doubt put out Tragic Kingdom. So it's like... I mean, I could see like most of these bands playing like a similar themed fest together. Now. <laughs> yeah. But they're, yeah, so it's, I guess what I'm saying is like for what's considered kind of alternative music or like mm-hmm. rock music at the time, like they're so... Kind of all over the place. So all over the place. Yeah. It's funny. I, I like know. that. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny because you think about like 90s alternative and you think like something very specific, but you realize totally. how it's, different it's it actually is. It's all over is. the place. Yeah. Um Oh, the al- I want to talk about the album art. It's like super distinct, super memorable. Oh yeah, the green, just green with the little zebra in the corner. Zebra, yeah, that's it. That's it doesn't it. even say the title. I think, I think it does. I think like it does. The top, in, but in also small, kind of like an astronaut-looking font. It's yeah. kind of like a futuristic <laughs> font. Yeah, um, I bet they had cool merch at the time. I will oh, say, dude, I bet people are hanging on to hum merch from '96 or something. Someone I don't remember what the company was did a bootleg of. A hum shirt recently really it was really cool but i at the time i mean still i was like i'm not that big of a fan of this band that i could really rock the shirt yeah i'm pretty self-conscious about that stuff too but i do think i'm a big enough fan to pull it off but i feel like you'd have to get like a size large like the swag back then was like to wear a large oversized (laughs) shirt so i feel like i'd have to get like an xl or something yeah (laughs) People uh, are still making boots on like T public and crap. Oh God. There's this one. This is an OG where it's like just to, for the for the listeners, it is a pill, very similar to like the Akira pill, broken oh. open and little bits are spilling out and it I would says argue, HU on one half and M on the other. I would argue it's got Dr. Mario vibes. Very yeah, <laughs> true. Very minimal, like small in the middle of the shirt. But it's, so with, this it's is like a, a th- three color print. This is a Mike shirt if it wasn't cropped, but uh, ringer <laughs> T. You say I'd rock a crop top. My my <laughs> entire midriff is out. Yeah. Oh, here's <laughs> another version of the pill one where it's yellow and pink on a black shirt. But that's crazy. They're three like color. That. They're three to four color prints because there's yellow, pink, white, and black on that. And even little blue in the pill bits <laughs> expires one one oh one. Oh, so that's a little bit of a later era shirt for them. Okay. Um. So okay, they, kinda, they got some cool, like, minimal merch. It they seems like they kind of kept their aesthetic their whole career, which is cool. Because, like, even mm-hmm. with Inlet, uh, it kept, it's, like, kind of spacey aesthetic. looking. The yeah. cover is, like, looks like the moon landing or something. For sure. Let's play a song. What play do you want to hear? 
You were playing the pod video. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the pod, we watched a couple. Well, we watched the stars and the pod music videos, which I think are the only ones before this. But yeah. um, the, what did I write? Oh, I didn't write anything. Uh, in the preview photo on YouTube, the guy looks like Joe Pair a little bit. But there's a, there's a crazy drum break coming up right here. Yeah, hard. Like, I think he's going, like, double bass, but with one foot. It's kind of impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for, like, music videos where a bunch of guys are standing in, like, the woods in the winter wearing big coats. <laughs> yeah. Like, um... Especially if there's a fisheye lens. Like, the around. So What You Want Beastie Boys music video is, like, the same video. <laughs> what am I... Th- oh, I'm thinking of a lot. We've talked about... Fuck. Okay. I've talked what? about this in the podcast before where I saw the Alive video where they're walking around New York City just, like, oh, stomping around shoes and stuff. Shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, True. like, the colorful jumpsuits. Yes. Um... So were, you, were you about to say it was the Alive video? It, I think it is the Alive video. No, the the other. Never mind. Oh, I, that, <laughs> I think that's. I think we spent way too much time on a previous episode trying we, to figure out what stupid song I was. Here trying we to are again. Out. We'll never learn. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, acoustic outro on this song is an interesting choice for this band. It is where. So when I was listening to this the other day, I was kind of like, man. They could use to end some of these songs a little bit earlier. Could not agree more. They uh, love a long... I mean, okay. So they this, draw this shit out. I, I want to get into a whole other thing, but this album is nine songs in 45 minutes. Yeah. Almost every song is five minutes long, including the For opener, sure. which is bold. How many songs have nine... How many albums that you like have nine songs that... like? It's it to me. It's I don't want to say it's a cop out to have nine songs on an album. <laughs> I think you got it for an LP. You got to have 10. At least. Agreed. Well, I know. Not, not many more, though. But nine. It depends on the kind of music. But this, I, f- I feel like this kind of music definitely is a 10 to 12. You got to have 10 to 12, but then the album's going to be a fucking hour long. Yeah. Just shorten some of the songs. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of other songs that I like. I'm sure there's plenty of albums that have nine songs that are really good, but the only two I could think of both probably came out the same year. And they're both like Philly bands that I liked. Uh, Restoration's first LP. Okay. And that band Kite Party had an album called Baseball Season. They're both nine song albums. But they're probably a little bit shorter than this. And, and they're like 30. Way shorter than this. But they also kind of like leave you wanting more, which maybe it's genius. Yeah. you're. Well, yeah. In a way, you're kind of like, <laughs> this is so stupid in like uh, first world. But like <laughs> to me, a, a sign of a good album is like it's at least long enough for my commute. Okay, if that makes sense. That is very first world. <laughs> Damn. Also, saying first world—that's a wine term. Wine and cheese. oh, yeah. well, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, I was gonna say uh, the vocalist of the Deftones said this record is where the Deftones got a big part of their tone influence. Would you say that's Chino Moreno? That is that is him. That's his name. My uh, friend saw him walking one time in Center City and yelled, "Yo, Chino!" And <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy turned around and he was like, "Ah, fuck, never mind." He probably gets this all the time. Yeah. Uh, that unfortunately, Hum's drummer died in June of this year. Ooh. Yeah. COVID related. I. You know what? I felt like a bit of a dirt ball, but I tried to find out if it was, and I couldn't find anything. So it, right. it seemed pretty private. Well, hey, and I respect that. Moment of silence. Okay, may he rest in peace. May um, he rest in or, peace. or she or they. Um, um, how do you feel about the song uh, "This Very Old Man"? Okay, so <laughs> you can play it if you want to. Okay, yeah, let's do that actually, because they. 
No. Because <laughs> they fuck up in the intro like it's um, Time of Your Life by Green Day. <laughs> and they keep it. I love it. Damn, Green Day ripped that shit off. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but this strengthens my argument for a song for an album that needs 10 songs. This kind of filler, you got to have... Yeah. You gotta have another heavy hitter to you balance do. this out. I like this though. It's kind of reminds me of Weezer. It's okay. It's cool. The song title is the best that I've ever heard. Maybe the very old man. This very old man. It's so good. Yeah. Dude. It's an incredible title. <laughs> um, the song is fine. It it just like, kind of like meanders for like two minutes. I kind of like that. It's just yeah. a live take, probably. Probably. I think it's just there to like break up the mood a little bit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because the album is mostly the same. Like, okay, there are a couple songs where I was just like, hell yeah, this is great. But there's also like one or two where I was like, kind of boring. But like, you need like a little change of pace here and there. So this is perfect for that. Yeah. I was, I also couldn't agree more. I think that like the really good songs stick out so well. Yes. And then all the ones that don't end up kind of sounding the same. So, so yeah, literally. Okay. So like, I, Suicide Machine and why I like the Robins, I'm like, they're cool, but I don't have anything to say about them. Yeah. Whereas, I don't love the pod, but tracks two and three being the hits is kind of like a classic move, like stars and the pod back to back. Yeah. The one that you brought up earlier that you're like, there has to be a video for I'd like your hair long. That's it. That's a hit, but it's not a single and it doesn't make any sense. That should have been a single. I feel like, um, I might prove myself wrong here, but I feel like if you look them up, that's like the song. It's like, Oh no, stars is wow. Stars. I'd like your hair long. Not even in the top five on Spotify. I think stars is number one with a bullet, but like, I'd like your hair long is, for sure like a very okay actually you know what let's play a little bit let's play that um i i mean that to me is the best song and it has like a little bit more energy than the rest of the songs yeah let me play there's like a bridge at 315 that's sick it like a very interesting way to transition in that sounds underwater. Yeah. And then they transition out like toward the end of it in a cool way too. I like that. Oh just yeah, like, where it gets a little jammier, yeah, here. Yeah. Like arguably just a unarguably just a very good song. Yeah, that song's good. Um probably definitely song. my favorite track. Yeah. Um I was looking up the lyrics earlier and I found so I went back to my old the old well of songmeanings.net. And this was a crazy comment that someone left on the song, <laughs> Why I Like the Robins, okay. uh, which also has some riffs. Um, but <laughs> go up. he said, I think this song is about how much Michael Jackson adores and misses his little kitties that he grew to love now that he's moving to bumfuck Egypt. Either way, this song is so damned melodic and clean sounding, it's sickening. I wish that more people knew about hum. What? <laughs> Can we, is there a date stamp on that? Because uh, Michael Jackson died in 2011, maybe? I can pull so it this up. This is like web 1.0 internet commenting. So oh, this dude, this song's been around for, I mean, this website's been around for like forever. Yeah. Um, but and also on like every single track for this album. Um, that same guy commented about Michael no, Jackson. No, there's a different guy that comments and he is like, uh, I wrote a dissertation in college about this album and what every song means. And he wrote like, he put this comment in the comment of every single song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got, I got very close to the microphone. <laughs> That's so funny. I, 
Like he just I, wants somebody to read these so bad. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's what song diabolical to write a dissertation oh, about. Oh, I it. like the Robins. Let's see. So the t- the date stamp on the weird Michael Jackson guy is January 2nd, 2008. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Michael Jackson Still kicking for another couple of years. And then the, the college paper guy, real quick, is I absolutely, I absolutely love Hum. They've been my favorite band since 1994. I still listen to their albums monthly. Back in <laughs> college, I dissected You'd Prefer an Astronaut as a term paper for an English comp class. Um, we had to pick a piece of literature, and I argued that lyrics are poetry. The professor agreed. I no longer have the paper, but I still recall the gist of it. And then he just writes like a couple little blips about each one. But it's how it's basically just like a the whole album is about just like a relationship essentially but, but he still listens to it monthly he still listens to it monthly i don't know you think oh, and he wrote listen more usually on a road trip <laughs> sure this guy's <laughs> the most specific <laughs> fairly <laughs> spectrumy kind of guy yeah <laughs> um other songs we haven't talked about little dipper i kind of want to play that for the for the middle because it's such a great opener okay and i feel like that is kind of the quintessential like low low octave high octave slackery kind of singing that's like mm-hmm. that song rocks um oh i hate it too has that if she don't hold me right she's never gonna get me there oh yeah line. that part actually kind of gets stuck in my head when i think about this album that's one of the lines i think of when i think of home like that that melody or that like vocal part is like very very memorable yeah um and then songs of farewell and departure is just kind of like yeah it's fine. It's, it's it's fine. Good. It's an ender. It's like a good tempo and pace change, but it's also kind of forgettable a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't really remember much about it at all. The last they leave you hanging. The last words on the album are "Here we go." Oh, I like that. <laughs> but wh- where we go? Like where do we? Where are we going? <laughs> we're going to space. Dude. I guess we're going to space. Um, overall, love this album though. Yeah, pretty it's, good. It's not really a style of music that I like overly like i don't love this style of music but this album is really good yeah i think the album's really good i don't think my like listening pattern with it is really going to change much where i don't really listen to it very often at all but i do think it's really good yeah i'd give it a solid i'm doing out of fives now so i would do a solid three and a half out of five for me Uh, okay well that equates to exactly my rating which is eight no, three and a half. No, that would, would be, be a four, seven. actually. Yeah, you're right. So so, <laughs> so let me let me backpedal there a little bit. I'm going to give it a four out of five, which is an eight out of ten. Okay, okay. And that's a 16 out of 20. Oh. 32 out of go. 40, 64 out of 80. That's what I'm going to call it because I don't care anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know my times tables. <laughs> do you have a Weird Al song title at all? Ooh, you know what? I think I do. You go first, though, because I, I, I have them. I just got to find them. Okay, I'm going to tell you what mine's about first. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the title. Mine is about um, going down um, <laughs> it, you're um, at a water park and you piss in the water ride and the song is called it's based on Suicide Machine. It's called Water Slide Latrine. Yes. That's good actually. <laughs> that you know? That's Thank you. actually good. I hope I hope the setup was worth it. It's very good. Um I always do too, but I'm not gonna do that today. I'm gonna pick the strongest one and just and just go with it. Okay. And it, you're gonna relate because now you, I'm never gonna know if the other one was stronger or not. Well, that's true. I can tell you later if you really want, but okay. you don't. You don't want to know. So you, Steve Dyer, and I saw a movie called It Part Two. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. The song. It's the same title. It's called I Hate It Too. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that movie that's in good. theaters and it sucked. Yeah, it stunk. 
Stunk like a bag of trash. Yes. Um, all right. Well, hang with us for a little bit. We're going to take a little break and we'll come back and we'll hit you with uh, October 24th, 1997's American dystopian science film written and directed by Andrew Nichol in his filmmaking debut from Columbia Pictures, Jersey Films, and Sony Pictures releasing, which is Gattaca. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, welcome back. And uh, first of all, we would like to say big thank you to Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, xlvacx.com, for all your screen printing needs. All of them. Every last one of them. Everyone. Um, yeah, thanks, Chris, for sponsoring the podcast and for all the sponsorship for the other Cinepunks Network podcasts. Uh, check out cinepunks.com yes. to get acquainted with those. Mike, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, If you're finished with the ad, I'd like to give a little anecdote. Oh, please do. It relates. I, okay. I literally, just minutes before I saw you, was getting the train back from the city. I went to, into the city to, for work for the first time in two years. Yeah. And as I, was, as I was waiting for the train, all the trains were boarding from one side and it was super pe- like jam-packed and I saw Josh Alvarez and, oh, wow. and we looked at each other and we're like, hey, what's up? Should we just get an Uber and get out of here? So I caught up with him for a second on the way back. Oh, neat. And he really wants to come on the pod. So let's have him on oh, very wow. soon. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would love to have you on, Josh. I had that moment of like, oh, you haven't been on. Damn. Yeah, true. He'd be such a good guest. He'd be a great guest. I'm very excited to have Josh on the pod. Um, so yeah, he's one of the guys on Cinepunks, the the flagship of Cinepunks. Yeah, he's um, one of the, he's part of the Brain Trust. <laughs> the Brain Trust. The Cinepunks Brain Trust. He's also got a new pod called uh it's called Josh and Sharky, I think. Oh yeah, is it a podcast or a YouTube show? Ooh, I don't know actually. Wow, I, have, we're, I have a, sorry, we're bad. That's okay. Family members here. <laughs> um But yeah, shout out to Josh. Shout love, out to Josh. Love that guy. And shout out to Tomb of Ideas. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that that's the that's pod, one right? of them. Yes, that mm-hmm. is the pod. They they have a new episode that is apparently supposed to be groundbreaking. I'm I'm stoked to listen to it because I don't know what that means, but I'm very curious. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, and yeah, check them out. Tomb of Ideas. It's on Cinepunk on the Cinepunks Network. They're they're brothers and sisters and and in arms of yeah. ours. Tell them wine and cheese sent you. <laughs> Do that thing where you go on YouTube and say I'm here because of blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, anything I don't have anything say? else. What have you been watching lately? Okay, I got a bunch. I'm gonna list them, and you're gonna you're gonna listen. <laughs> okay, and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna listen. Joe Perez back. John Wilson's back. HBO and Adult Swim and shit. They're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Curb is back. HBO mm-hmm. also crushing it. Also, shouting HBO. out all the networks. <laughs> yeah. Also, HBO, The Way Down. Have you heard of this? 
Have you heard this? Have you heard this? That's a real podcast. Have you heard this? Have you heard of this? Dune? Have you heard of this? What are you calling me? A Frank dork? Herbert wrote the book. Have you heard of this? Dune? Have, genuinely, have you heard of this? It's very interesting. No, I think Re- I have. Religious Wait, what's the title called again? Because all I can think of is Have You Heard of This? The Way Down. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> cool, good. Thanks. The, the Religious Weight Loss Cult from the South. Oh, is it a doc? It's a doc. It's a three part doc. And at the end of part three, it's like, hold up. Some crazy shit happened. We'll be back in 2022. We gotta like, we gotta shut the we fuck gotta, up. Yeah, it's wild. All it's the like, docs do that. Well, they're always like, they get you in on the first two episodes, and then the third one, they're like, oh, P.S. Everyone was murdered or something. Well, <laughs> or like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying that's well, the case they, for this, but I'm saying a lot of docs got do me, that. They got me, but I'm really en- I enjoyed the first cool. three parts. It's anyways. on HBO. It's on HBO. Okay. Last Waltz is the fucking last show of the band. I watched that with my dad on Thanksgiving. Top Gun honestly sucked. American yeah, Top Graf- Gun sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> American Graffiti. I was not enjoying it very much. Are these like all the movies you watched on Thanksgiving? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Uh, rush hour. I texted you guys about this. When she gets kidnapped, they're in traffic. They're stuck in traffic. I don't remember anything about this movie. You've never seen Rush Hour? I've seen it, but it's been like twelve years. She's probably. singing Mariah Carey in traffic. All I remember is like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I've seen Rush Hour, so maybe, uh, maybe you know what? You're six hundred years older than me. Maybe that's why you, why you don't know Rush Hour. I've seen this movie so many times. They're stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic. Can't move. Okay. Cop pulls up and says, oh, and the guy says, oh, is there a problem? Officer? He says, no problem. Just rush her. Shoots them both in the head. Takes the girl out of the car. All of a sudden, no cars, nobody around. Shoots who? He shoots the drivers and of the car. Oh, they're just regu- random. I thought you were talking about Jackie Chan. No. <laughs> Jackie's barely even on the case yet. Oh, okay. this is how it opens. Dude, I, I got to watch Rush Hour, apparently. I'm seething right now. <laughs> They're in traffic. Yeah, they yeah, kidnap yeah. her, and there's no one around. What's happening? Yeah, no one saw it at all. I guess is what not. you're saying. I don't, dude. I don't know. I rewatched Idle Hands <laughs> with my friend Bianca. We, she, oh, she, former pod movie. Former pod movie. Yeah. Uh, it's that movie's fucking crazy. Yeah, it rules. I Tom DeLonge's in it, which we Bob probably Spring. addressed. Um, and then lastly, I watched the Oasis Nibworth documentary, which was pretty good. For the Wait, when's Tom DeLonge in it? For about. A quarter of a second. He's at the. He's like the drive-through guy, and wow. then he turns around. and goes, "All right," and he walks away. Oh yeah, dude! I got a good cameo for the movie we're about to talk about, but Ooh. I'll wait till we get to it. Fuck yeah! Okay, cool. Um, all right, I took up way too much time. Please go. That's okay. Um, I'm gonna reorder some of mine because you touched on some stuff I wanted to touch on, but the well, new season of Curb has been great, dude. It's so so good. far. I'm not. I've only watched maybe four episodes. I think there are only five. Oh, cool. So I'm a little bit more caught up than I thought. Um, but it's really funny. I actually realized I never finished the last season. So I need to go back okay. and do that. But Vince Vaughn as um, Freddie Funkhauser is incredible. Pretty great. Yeah. He's, I don't want Do they introduce him in the last season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because when he showed up in this one, I was like, am I already supposed to know who, who think, he is? And I think that's the moment that made me realize I didn't finish it. I think he's just kind of like, unfortunately, Marty Funkhauser died in real life. Bob Einstein. Yeah, so RIP. I think he's just kind of like Super taking Dave. his place. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then How To With John Wilson, new episode tonight. Great. But the Ooh, first one- We watching it? <laughs> we could. Yeah. Uh, first one blew me away. I was crying laughing. <laughs> I loved it. Why do I already forget the first one? It was real estate, but it's what was- a, Yeah, he buys the 
the, the apartment he lives in all of his landlord what was why was it so funny though it, i don't know just in the same way that it's always all, so funny right like every how every, cle- every cut you're just like oh yeah it's just so so incredibly clever if you haven't seen the show yet please watch it i actually have oh, not watched the new joe Perry yet when he tours the mansion and he's just oh like my kind of god those people yeah and they're like um I can't remember what they say, but they talk about something being politically correct. The or master something. bedroom, they, they call it oh, the, yeah, they the call primary it bedroom. The primary bedroom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, watch, watch How To with Joe Wilson. Uh, John Wilson. Um, since the last episode Wilson. of Wine and Cheese, I did watch Dune. I think I watched it like the next day. Respect. In theaters? No, at home. I'm going to um, throw my crock at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I liked it. It was good. Um mm-hmm. I watched. You would have loved it if you'd seen it. <laughs> I watched uh, this movie called Sword of Trust. Have you watched this? No, but that name sounds very cool. It's got Whitmer Thomas in it. He has a cameo. So it's very recent. Um, and it has uh, Mark Maron in it. It's about like he runs. Podcasting. Mark Maron runs. Yeah, it's about podcasting. Mark Maron runs like an antique store. And these two women bring in a sword that one of their grandfathers had in the Civil War that proves that, like, the South won the war. It's fucking wild. Um, It's, like, fun, like, put on, like, in the background Netflix movie with, like, people that you enjoy. An indie film. Yeah, kind of pretty indie, it seems. Independent. Um, And then I watched The French Dispatch. Oh, was that good? I liked it. I liked it. It's, like, three different stories, and Mm. I think two out of the three are pretty good. The third is I could do without, but there are too many celebrities in it, and I it. I think that's really the only, like. I think that's probably why there's some not why there's so many stories, but why there's so many celebrities is because it's like multiple. It's kind of breaking things. my brain though. Yeah, like like when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, fu- oh, oh, oh. They, the trailer like does not like lead you to believe it's not one story, right? Plus, um, I will say like Benicio del Toro is so fucking good in it, dude. He's he like rocks. his segment is like the best part. Jake and Tay, who we talked about earlier, were here the other day, and we were watching the trailer, and I brought up that movie 21 Grams. Have you ever seen that with Benicio, Maybe. De, Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. It's like him and Sean Penn. Maybe not. It's really good. I, I mean, Sean Penn. It's really good, but <laughs> I put on the trailer, and the trailer was so bad and so like early 2000s, <laughs> early mid-2000s, that they were like, I'm not, there's no way I'm There's like this. a lot of movies like that that I get confused. Like, isn't there like 47 blocks and then like <laughs> probably there, there's, there's like a number 21 bridges 21 bridges there's like all these like number and then like a plural one syllable word or two syllable word three amigos three amigos <laughs> see exactly um, um anything else that's it that's, that's it okay sorry i didn't mean to like rush uh, are you fucking are you, done yet or done <laughs> are you done and can i talk now yeah since i interrupted everyone everything you said <laughs> Um, all right, we're talking about the October 24th, 1997 American dystopian science fiction film written and directed by Andrew Nichol in his filmmaking debut but from Columbia Pictures, Jersey Films, and Sony Pictures releasing. It's called Gattaca. It's called Gattaca. Um, this is a movie where I thought I had seen it before, but I had not at all. I don't know that I'd even heard of this movie until you pitched really? it. Really? No. Um, there is a... Should I have? I feel like it was... It's in it's in the zeitgeist. It's in the it's out there in the culture. You know what I mean? Like it's in the world. More, more. It's Keep going. in like uh, <laughs> stretch. It's elongate. in the conversation of yeah. like film, okay, and what have you. Uh-huh. But, the, the uh huh. The discourse, maybe. It's in the discourse. Okay. Have you seen the league? Yeah. There's a part where Rafi, Jason Manzuka's character, 
yells Gattaca. Like he, I think he does it several times when like sh- sh- something's about to go down. He just uh, yells Gattaca, huh. and I think it's a reference to Attica, New York, or something, which is like a prison break okay. or a ride of some kind or something. Let me take you through my thought process there. Yeah, when I saw the film named Gattaca, there's yeah. a scene in Always Sunny where Charlie comes out and he's swinging a broom and going Attica, Attica, man. Yeah. And then when you just said that, I was like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of the league. Maybe it's Rafi shouting Gattaca. It probably is. Well, I've I mean, maybe like, they've I've both done the like same joke. Two or three seasons of the league. Maybe they've both done the same joke. Maybe also, they, it's very possible. It's like when people discovered calculus at the same time. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Famous uh, moment. Um, but uh, where was I going with any of that? Um, I you were talking about how it was in the zeitgeist. Oh yeah, it's in the discourse. It's in the and <laughs> it's in it's the talk of the town. It's in film, and I should know it. And I'm a peasant and a peon for not knowing it. Yeah, yo, I liked it. Pretty it was much. cool. Yo, especially I, because I watched it after Highlander, which uh, we may have do, be, may be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut that out if we don't want to talk about <laughs> you that. Can but you leave it in there. Jesus Christ, that movie was, dude. Man. Um, yeah, I was like fully expecting to hate it entirely i went in but i was in i was like i'm cut it down like yeah. it's a little it like thinks it's a little it's like a little too heady for its own good yeah, and there's a lot of like wordplay of like the word with the word gene and shit which is e- like annoying eugenics eugene yeah. right like, yeah but, homeboy's middle name is eugene right yeah i also went in not expecting anything out of it and was just kind of like like it thinks it's smart but it's also a pretty like it's not like Interstellar where it's like you gotta think, man. It's like pretty surface level. There, like, there weren't like big twists or anything. No, it like gives you enough. There is like I feel kind of a big twist I didn't expect near the end, but okay. I will say, um, it kind of like gives you like a little like a morsel at a time where you're like, okay, I want to I keep wanting to see how this plays out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like it gets you interested enough in the characters and the story and stuff. Okay. I didn't take a lot of notes, but like, no, same. I have very few notes because it was just good. I just enjoyed the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie listeners, the general plot is Ethan Hawke, uh, plays this guy named Vincent. Well, let's even go back a little further and give like the background. Like we're in a world where you can do crazy shit. Oh yeah. True. It's like definitely like a futuristic world where, you can kind of like pick how your children are going to turn out. You can like modify their genes. So like if they're predisposed to have um, like a heart condition yeah. or um, or like, like a foot condition or like a head. You, condition. you literally know, like a hair condition or like a fingernail d- if condition. They're predisposed to have fingernail conditions. <laughs> yeah. You can eradicate that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's so it's so bizarre, but like it makes total sense. It's, it's like some sort of gene altering. Or like a like a stomach condition, <laughs> <laughs> like IBS. Yeah, but also like it tells you when the child will die, like how old they will <laughs> live to be, what will ultimately like do them in. Basically, yeah. you do just kind of have to be like immediately like, okay, this is a world that I'm not familiar with, but I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah, like it's not that crazy of a concept. It's not, but it is and it's like probably gonna happen in our lifetime. Yeah, probably, but it is like strange enough to be like oh this is definitely like a sci-fi movie totally um but yeah so there's that this couple who the dad is played by casey jones from ninja turtles um they have a child and they're like no we want to have it like the basically the god chosen way yeah what do they call call it valids and invalids or something yeah um and 
they're like, we want to have a child naturally. We don't want to know any of that stuff. And then Ethan Hawke pops out and he has all these ailments. He wears glasses. He's supposed like, to die by what? 30? 30, mid 30s. 32? Something like that. Yeah. And I'm 32. Fuck. He's got like a heart condition, one of those conditions. And, um, right, like he could have had like, um, like a knee condition, like a forehead condition. Like he could have, had, could have had like an ear condition. <laughs> he could have a tooth condition. We're riding this joke into the ground. Well, here's the thing though. He could have had like a bicep condition, <laughs> could have had like a forearm condition. And then they have a second kid whose name I don't recall, but that on that one, it seems like they don't want to do the gene picking thing, but the doctor kind of pushes them to do so. They don't, they're like, they're into doing it a little bit, but the doctor says something where he's like, they're like, we don't want to give him like everything. They're like, we don't want to do it. And he's like, and he's like, you don't want to end up like your piece of shit idiot <laughs> son, do you? Yeah. Basically calling him a boop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's like, come on now, doc. Um, and uh, so they have this other kid and he's like the poster child. He's amazing at everything he does. And um, he's like athletically gifted. Um, like doesn't have like a, like a foot condition. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like have any of that. Definitely not like a yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have like any neck of condition. He doesn't have any okay, of it. Right, no, 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 none, no, of, none it. of it. None no, of it. No, like um, none of it. shoulder mm-hmm. conditions. Nope. Nope. Couldn't have any sort of them. Um, and uh, I feel like I'm riding the, the, <laughs> the synopsis the, here. The synopsis is like really hard. But anyway, so long story short, Ethan Hawke runs away from home. He is like, I'm going to be an astronaut. And he becomes a janitor of the astronaut academy, basically. And wants to work his way up. Like wants, wants, to, wants to go to space, basically. Wants to go to space. Like, that's his dream. But he is not really gifted enough to do so because this thing is like the elite of the elite. Like that's all the, the only people they will accept. They test your genes. They're like, if you, if your genes suck, you're out. His genes suck. But so, they, they also like only want people that are valids, not invalids. Like right. he, he, because he doesn't have any genetic modification, he's an invalid. Right. So exactly. they don't, that's they true. don't, they don't like want they won't allow him to do anything. So he has to kind of like, he has to tr- like trick his way into getting in, yeah. and he comes up with like this scheme. He finds Jude Law. Well, first he finds Tony Shalhoub. That's true. He finds Monk himself. Okay, hang on. Former okay. podcast star. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Man from bi- the movie Big Night, which you haven't if you haven't seen it, just watch it. It's so good. Um, I haven't seen it. We're, we talked about this cast on French Dispatch. I hope I don't blow. Do you have a, you have your cameo ready to go? Right. I do. You can say them first because I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, I don't even know. Did you look at the cast list? I did. Okay, it's Ken Marino. <laughs> yeah, I, I I waited, I waited the entire movie to see him, and I must have missed it. I know. Ex- okay, so do you did you look up where it is? I tried and I couldn't find it. Okay, so that's how that's we're how jump, hidden he is. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but I will. So let me just like speed up to that point. So, um, Ethan Hawke, he. Tricks his way into the academy. He finds Tony Shalhoub, who's like this like black market. <laughs> and when you say tricks, you mean like he worked the streets to get his way into the academy. <laughs> yeah, he turned tricks. Yep. Uh, on 53rd and 3rd. But he... <laughs> uh, then I took up my razor blade. <laughs> that was the one of the weirdest songs to play. It was great. But uh, Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> he, Tony Shalhoub is like, I got this guy who 
we could pretend like you can pretend to be who's Jude Law. He got he got hit by a car overseas, so there's no record of it somehow in maybe the U.S. That I assume part where we did are. Very much confused me because he was like an <laughs> Olympic swimmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like a <laughs> world-renowned athlete, and he was a of invalid is invalid the one that they want he you was to be? a valid he was a valid okay and then he get yeah he got or the other way around i don't know <laughs> i don't know but uh he was good ethan hawk was bad so ethan hawk goes through all this training to basically become jude law right. he like uh scrubs his skin every day and like incinerates all the dead skin which is wild yeah um the, i mean the movie starts off the opening credits are over the, a sequence of like blood being put into fingertips that are then glued onto your fingertips yeah. so that when they like test your blood it's the it's when the you balance. enter the academy every day you have to have your blood tested basically as like your sign in and he's stealing not and stealing, he has this little teeny tiny fake finger of <laughs> blood with jude law's blood in it but so there is a scene where fast forwarding a little bit uma thurman plays another cadet we'll say at the academy and she gets a sample of ethan hawk's like spit or something of his (laughs) salmon of his shit uh (laughs) and she goes and to like this like on the street like test dna to find out if it's valid or invalid thing do you remember that scene not particularly so right before she goes up to the window to (laughs) we are really really (laughs) giving the plot on this one Uh, this is just to explain. We're going the, scene by scene. I, I love this. Explain the no, Ken Marino thing. Because well, no. Here's the thing. If you hadn't done this, none of what we're saying would make any sense. <laughs> no, not at all. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, right before she goes up to the window to give his sample, there is like a girl at the booth next to her, and she's like, "I kissed him so you can swab my mouth." She's like talking about some character we don't know, right? Got it. Got it. And the person who does the swab is Ken Marino. But you can only see his reflection in the fucking glass between him and her. So he clearly had like a lot of big scenes and they cut them. Not big scenes. He had a a few scenes maybe. I don't even know if he says anything. He might say like, do you have the sample or something like that? He might say, I want to dip my balls in it. But here is a screenshot of it. And if you look closely, oh my god! You need, okay, so we'll post this on social media because it's face. when you say it's just a reflection, it is, and it's dark uh, too. It is just a reflection, but that's him, right? That's like it. that's, that's definitely him, him dude. Because when I looked up, he's one of the best actors of our generation. Oh, uh, he's the best. Um, it, it just lists his character name as like technician, and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Right. And so I actually went back and found it. But nice. All right. So so so. <laughs> So I'm Fre- exhausted. So French dispatch style. The cast is Jude Law, Uma Thurman, Ethan Hawke, Eli- Elias Coteus, I believe is his name. He's like kind of like a famous character actor. Mm. Ernest Borgnine, Tony love Shalhoub. Er- love Ernest Borgnine. He rocks in this movie. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine, Tony Shalhoub, Alan Arkin, Ken Marino. Like, R.I.P. Alan Arkin. Yeah, straight up. May he rest in peace, is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Maya Rudolph is in this movie as well. Apparently, it's apparently oh, her first movie. That's another one I missed. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Does she play like a child or something? <laughs> I don't know how old she would have been. Ninety-seven. I feel like she'd be like twenties, early twenties, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh, interesting. This was the same year for Uma Thurman. Same year as Batman and Robin. Whoa! Big, big year. For big her. year for her. Um, Andrew Nichol would go on to direct the Truman Show. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And also did um, in time. And sure. uh, which is like the Justin Timberlake 
uh, Olivia Wilde like um, she's hot. You, <laughs> she plays his mom, but you. <laughs> it's because have you you haven't seen this she's movie? Absolutely younger than him. Okay, right? so the the concept is that you when you're born you have everyone has the same amount of time before they die. Wow, this guy really likes this theme. Time. But um and it's like on your world. it's like on your skin, on your wrist basically. But so you hit a certain age and you don't age further, but people can like buy more time from others and steal time from others. So like for instance, if you and I grabbed each other's wrists, which we, we do would often. we would exchange time. So like, what the fuck is up? Spoiler with this guy? alert: There's a scene where Olivia Wilde's about to die because they're like kind of poor, and she's about to. She's like on the street, and her clock is ticking. <laughs> and she has to like get back home so her son Justin Timberlake can give her more time so she can stay alive. Because he goes out and he does like odd jobs Crimes. to get more time. Like that's the currency. Okay, this guy's got to chill on high concept movies. So <laughs> there, there's a scene where they're running at each other on the street in the middle of the night and he's like I know my mom's about to die and then as he like jumps to like reach for her, her clock goes um <laughs> is it is it even good it's interesting i saw it in the theater but well, how like, old is it um why how 2008 or something oh, like that okay yeah so early movie for her i guess so right well like, i would assume so maybe yeah um i think crazy insane concept yeah <laughs> honestly this movie okay so in the same way that oh, and they also did he also did lord of war which also has Ethan Hawke and Nicolas Cage. He's All like right, an full, arms dealer. Full plot. Let's go. <laughs> nope. No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the in the sense that this movie is kind of high concept, it reminded me of both The Prestige and Moon. I haven't seen The Prestige. Never. Mm-mm. Is that about magic? It's okay. So there's like that. Is that the Houdini one? <laughs> or am I thinking? So so so. There's I mean, The Prestige maybe. and The Illusionist. They came right. out around they the came same out the same time. time right? and one of them's good. One sucks. They're both good, but one's just like a love story, and one's genuinely like a little bit. Of, it's it might even be a Christopher, it, and they're both a, about magic. Might be a Christopher Nolan movie. Um, they're both about magic. The one is about relationships. The other one's got David Bowie in it. It's about like it's about like being smart. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the Prestige. The Illusionist is like Edward Norton and maybe Jessica Biel or something. Yeah, I knew Edward Norton was in one. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? So, how does this remind you of the Prestige? And you whatever the other movie was. You haven't even seen it. you got to understand how it reminds me of Moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, okay. true, true, true. Um, NASA, NASA voted this movie the most scientifically accurate movie ever made, which is hilarious for some reason. That's crazy. Because nothing about, I mean, nothing about this. What about like Apollo 13? Didn't that come out before this? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's that that just seems like that's more IMDb fact bullshit. Where it's like I, you know what? I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, I wrote down that uh, Ethan Hawke makes a lot of pervert faces in this movie. Pervert faces. Like he just kind of makes like a lot of like sleaze ball like grins and like yeah. evil like furrowed brow like looking at you type faces dude the the whole relationship between between him and ethan hawk in this movie was kind of baffling to me him and jude law yep yeah (laughs) between ethan hawk and ethan hawk the whole thing between those two guys was like why are they why is they why are they doing this again well like why is ethan hawk like letting it or fuck jude law's well he's getting paid right is why but he's (sighs) and he's got nothing else to fucking do because he's in but a wheelchair. Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> he like doesn't want to live. He's like depressed the whole movie. Yeah, he is. And well, and I guess in a way it's like gives him something to live for. Yeah. 
Even know. though, like, why are you worried about getting paid if you're just going to set yourself on fire? Plan. I guess that wasn't always his plan to self-immolate. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I thought he was pretty good. I liked the scene where... Dude, they were both great. Honestly, everybody in this movie is pretty... Like, yeah. Pr- very good movie. Alan Arkin, really great, honestly, as a detective. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest Borgnine, Ernest really Borgnine, great. amazing. Movie takes place in the not so distant future, which I love, <laughs> <laughs> but yet also feels like it could be like a hundred years from now, probably. Yeah. Also, okay, if I remember correctly, there was like narration, narration. Yeah, I could have done without that. Which it felt like um, it was like a little too like. Felt oh, like, you're not gonna get this. Like we need to explain it. Well, it felt like my dog Skip or something, where it was like <laughs> it was gonna be this like little like heartfelt movie. Which isn't you know, Ethan Hawke the one doing the narrating? I think so. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, fine, great movie without it. But it was a little too like um, exposition, like too much exposition in the narration. And the thing with his brother, where they like swam, and then yeah, that was weird a little bit because it's like the brother was genetically better than the other brother because the other brother didn't. He like tried harder. He was better. He trained to get that right. way, basically. And swimming rocks. Don't get me wrong, but I <laughs> that part was like, that part almost felt like, all right, I don't really need this. Well, I think it's just to show you that he bested his genetically superior brother once. Right. So, so like, it's a world where you know everyone thinks that valids are better than invalids, right. but it's not necessarily true. Like, he like outlived his brother for a really long, or didn't outlive him. Maybe outlived him. Uh, well, we don't know that, right? Because well, he outlived I, his he outlived his expectancy, which yes, true. Ethan Hawke, that is, yeah. Um, and I think it, I think the swimming thing is only there to serve the later story where the cop looking for him, that's Alan Arkin's partner, mm-hmm. is his brother. You find out, which who cares? I kind of didn't. I didn't really see it coming. I was like, oh, that's interesting, but that, but that doesn't but mean that it was be. like good like no it happened and i was just like okay fine and then they do the swimming thing again yes right right and that's how the movie ends right they do the swimming thing fine again, and one or both of them die i don't even remember it i watched up, it a week ago wraps up fairly abruptly yeah so it's like jude law leaves ethan hawk dna where he's like when you get back you've got enough dna to keep doing this for a little while until you get to go to space right Oh, I remember what happens. Now. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, we won't. We won't say the whole movie at this point because we've already described every other facet. I, I guess, like the doctor character, though. I will say that. Yeah, true. I liked it when he was talking about Ethan Hawke's dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, can I say one thing? Please. The movie is neither cheesy nor is the album whiny. Whoa. Is that? Is I that, would say the movie's cheesy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if the album's whiny, but I will say the movie's cheesy. Yeah. Okay, there's a scene. I wrote <laughs> I wrote this note. I wrote, did they give him more leg? And <laughs> there's a scene where when they are like doing all the preparation to make Ethan Hawke as similar to Jude Law as possible, mm-hmm. he's too short. Right, so they so, do like the thing where so they break like, your legs. Oh, that's what they do. They, they break do like it. the leg breaking surgery. Oh, that's... Because they were like... Is that a thing? You've never heard of that? You can make somebody taller that way? You can get like up... To, it's so expensive and it's so painful. They cut your shin... They cut off your legs at like your shins. Holy fuck. And they add steel rods and they make you like <laughs> like three to four inches taller. Dude, I'm doing it. <laughs> so you can go from being like five six to five ten. Sick. Um, I'm doing it. You, Dude, 
from what I hear, I'm it's five nine. I could be six one, maybe six one, dude. From what I hear, it's excruciating and it's like so cost prohibitive. But that's why in the movie when they're like, when they do it, like, he's like laying on the ground for weeks in the their house, their apartment or house or whatever it is, which I think would be realistically be a lot longer because like because they're like <laughs> yeah, I'm they're like, really here's would. the ultimate test of will. Do you really want to do this? He's like, whoa, I didn't agree to this, and then he's like, scream. Yeah, I think yeah, they're kind of like, well, you've come this far, you would kind of have to break your legs. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> Surprised you hadn't heard of it. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, well, wow. Yeah. Gattaca introduced me to that. <laughs> Changed your whole world. Um, did you find us in the movie? I just said that I was Jude Law and you are Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I gave you the good one. And Thanks, I got, dude. I got to be the guy who kills himself. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. That's cool. Um, either that or we could be... Ernest Borgnine and Alan Arkin, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's well, that's what that's us. You can be Ernest Borgnine. Yeah, but you, I also cut you off there and didn't like. You I don't even know what I was gonna say. That's fair. Okay. I think I was gonna say Alan Arkin and Ethan Hawke's brother. Nice, that'd be name. fun. Yeah, I, I could be the brother that is super. Is oh, we could be Ethan Hawke and his brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm you're Ken Marino and I'm the girl. You're, you're swallowing my mouth. I'm Ken Marino and you're Maya Rudolph and our scenes were cut from this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, how about a segment called Tasting Notes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I half-assed this one big time and just wrote a DNA space food Mars bar astronaut ice cream question <laughs> mark. <laughs> I wrote a, a smoky glass of wine. Ooh. Like when they go to the restaurant. Yeah. It's all the smoke in the spits. He blows all the smoke in the glass. That's good. And freeze dried ice cream. Freeze dried. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's the astronaut ice cream right yeah. on. What would yeah. you give the movie? Honestly, <laughs> dishonestly, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> lie. No, I um, I think I gave it like a three or a three point five. If I'm being dishonest, if I can be, if I can lie to you for a second, um, I think I gave it like either like a six or a seven out of ten, or a three or three point five out of five. Yeah, I gave it like a three out of five. Yeah. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I wouldn't expect to give it like a half star. <laughs> That's but the way you have to approach movies these days. I, I mean, I should have done that with a different movie with it. We might talk about another time. It's definitely going to be Highlander and it'll definitely be next week. <laughs> and you're definitely going to have to explain the pairing on that one too because I don't I don't Oh, uh, it's yet. it's far-fetched, but Okay, whatever. cool. Love it. Um Okay, yeah, should we do another segment called Wine or Cheese? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing. I forgot to do it, so you're just gonna have to quiz me. <laughs> I got okay. That's fine. I got like four. Nice. Whenever you're ready. I'll start off with an easy one for you, a layup, if you will. But um, it's just a cool quote. I never saved anything for the swim back. That's the movie for yep. sure. That's that's how Ethan Hawke bests his brother is because he's just like you, fucking privileged guy with all your good genes. <laughs> uh, I just tried harder than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one is I could hardly wait for my stars to fall in line. I want to say that's the album, it is. It's yeah. from I'd Like Your Hair Long. I could hardly wait for my, my whatever. Fucking next one is <laughs> When You're Weightless, it's the closest thing to being in the womb. That's a movie. That feels like a movie quote. Yep, it's from the movie. <laughs> is this segment any good? I feel like we just always <laughs> get it. T- yeah, maybe we could cut this. No. Okay. People, I think... 
no. I think I do think people like it and have asked it to be earlier in the episode. Oh, really? Um, you know, yeah, maybe, just one person. Maybe we asked each other that because then we wouldn't potentially say these quotes later. That's true. My last one is just I'm lonelier than God. That's home. No, it is. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say you gave me the look where I was like, I'm pretty sure that's like a big quote of theirs. Oh, really? It's yeah. from Suicide Machine. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I got a couple IMDb tags that I want to hit you with because I don't know. Maybe people like this. Maybe I they like don't. this. We're wine and things. Yeah, this is fun for us. So, um, you know, we could next episode we'll bump up wine or cheese. Yeah, let's try it. All right. So double identity. This is not. Oh, this is number four, which is <laughs> wow. crazy. Because okay. the, the other three, I don't know. I I want you to even try and guess the other three. Are they like current? Two of them are TV shows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, not a TV show. Well, the, the third one might oh, oh, is sure. a movie. <laughs> well, the third one is American Hustle, the movie. Number two is yeah. The Americans, and number one is Twin Peaks, the show. A lot of America stuff. Oh, yeah. Twin Peaks, the show. Yeah, probably because um, of Dale Cooper and the third season. Could be. The, okay, okay, this is it's number four. The Gattaca is number four on this list as well. Okay, urine sample. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Like knocked up or something? <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Oh yeah. Okay, I could see how that would work. Or like Pineapple Express or something. <laughs> it's like piss tests. I guess yeah. no. Uh, number three is Suspiria. Don't, don't know that connection at all. The new one or the, the old one? The new one. Oh, yeah, I which I didn't it. particularly like. People loved it. Whatever. Who cares? I haven't seen it yet. Number two is American Beauty. Number one is Gone Girl. Um, I do. I do have a va- I do what I do I do I, I do I have a vague memory of something like that happening in that movie true or some sort of like sample yeah. of someone being taken for something okay how about this one it's not even the top twenty five public nudity oh geez public like bad trip with the Eric Andre movie <laughs> well, interesting that your brain went to that no it's love actually um okay here's here's a good one okay. Begins with a Willard Galen quotation, <laughs> <laughs> and there's one entry. Is it his? <laughs> there's one entry. <laughs> I like that. That's a crazy one. Um, I don't even remember what that said. I didn't. Even, I probably didn't even read it. Yeah, I don't really remember. Um, all right, last one. It'll be a fun one. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it won't be that fun. <laughs> <laughs> there there are a lot of entries there's okay. uh, seven entries and i don't really know what it's getting at here but the, the tag <laughs> is master racism what <laughs> i guess like in this movie like the master well, race you can I like mean, you can gen- you can like genetically yeah, modify the race i guess you could and i mean really everyone but i'm pretty sure like one doctor in this movie is white yeah and like the whole academy is like these like very clean cut white people straight up yeah um it's it's interesting though because what's I, the tag again <laughs> master racism master racism um i don't recognize any of the other things there are seven of them and i don't recognize you any don't of know them, any so, of them so okay. you can't possibly guess what's it. number one gattaca <laughs> <laughs> it's gattaca the crimson rivers okay. um listomania the architecture of doom the eternal jew sorry everyone Border Street. Oh, and then a Black Mirror episode, I guess. <laughs> I know if I can clue what most of those things are. 
Yeah, that shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What bizarre tags for Gattaca? What a world. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts, honestly. What do you think? Gattaca was sick. Home is sick. Yeah, I'd, honestly, I'd give a pretty good episode. I'd give both of them like, honestly, I think I'd give both like seven to eight out of ten. Yeah, mm. I'd give both somewhere between six and seven. Out yeah. Of 10. Um. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna make a, my final thought is I would like to make an argument that hum is whiny. Okay. Just from the subject matter of the lyrics, really. Uh, lyrically, lyrically whiny. Yeah. I was thinking more his voice is not super whiny, but yeah. it, lyrically whiny, I guess, sure. Yeah. Movie cheesy. I'm, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. You got it. What, what to it, say that it's cheesy? cheesy? Yeah. Uh, you can also just say, it, it's cheesy, deal with it. It's sh- Yeah, I mean, like, the concept is fucking bonkers. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> you got me there. Um... All right. Well, yo, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. We're going to try and do these a little more regularly. I know there was a little gap. We're back. We're going to try and keep doing them. Yeah. But you got to promise you're going to listen to it and rate it and shit. And yeah. Honestly, I would. I mean, I don't even listen to podcasts on Apple anymore, so I can't even check the reviews. But oh, maybe Mike can pull them up at some point. I can look. If I've there heard. are any. But do you um, just go into the app and look at them? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that I easy. don't even have the Apple Podcast app on my phone anymore, I don't think. But, um, yeah, join us. I'm just going to tell you what the next episode is going to be. It's going to be the album 16 by Shook Ones, and the movie is Highlander. So I'll explain why next time. Please do. <laughs> what didn't we play from this album yet? We didn't play I Hate It Too. Yeah. Maybe we did, but... Play it again. Yeah. It's cool. Alright, I'm back. This is really <laughs> I'll send you flowers made of silent tiny pieces of the sun to help me make up for this one. While you send